Once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Then I jumped on the bandwagon. I'm your host, Aaliyah, and this is Heavy Business, a podcast where we talk to music industry professionals and musicians and learn together about the music industry, marketing, and other tools that can help you promote the music you put so much effort into creating. Hello and welcome. This is Heavy Business. I'm Aaliyah. And I'm Curtis. And today we have a special guest co-host. Now, if you've listened to these before, the special guest co-host episodes are when we bring in a familiar face or voice and chat about topics in a less interview, more open discussion format. And today we are joined by our guest co-host, Keith Kifi Chachkis, the chief editor and owner of Ghost Cult Magazine. Thank you so much for coming back on today, Keith. We're back and I'm going to use my NPR voice today. That's very good. It's <laughs> not as familiar um, or more familiar. Um, so today we're talking about a topic that you suggested, which I think is a really important one. Video content success tips for 2023. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. You know, video content is such a critical tool these days. I'm really excited to dive into this. So where do you want to start? Awesome. And thank you. Uh, yeah, I thought this would, you know, let's think considering the audience of heavy business and the, you know, tremendous job you guys have done with guests of late. I wanted to thank carry you. that forward and you're welcome. I wanted to make sure that we're giving that if I'm coming back on, I want to help help. I want to give value as usual to to our your audience and our audience at Ghost Cult. And, you know, people know yeah. me from ghostcultmag.com. And I'm also the co-host of the Galatian Lee Musical Podcast with Nick Cameron and you know, I try to be a positive, a force for positive good whenever possible. You know, inside, I may want to be like chaotic evil, but like outwardly, I want to help everybody. So, you know, that's kind of my gist. And I thought about video content a lot because Ghost Cult, we are we doubled and tripled down on video the last couple of years because that's the direction media is going. And there's a it's ever changing, like everything else in the landscape for the music industry and business and bands. So let's start with some general video let's let's go from zero you have a brand new band you're starting today and you're listening to this podcast to acquire some knowledge about your future release or your future music career or your current music career i don't know where to start with video i hear this all the time it's so overwhelming where do i get started so i thought about this we'll talk generally about video and then we'll go by channel i think is a, a great way to tackle yeah. this this topic and I'll and I'm going to be very forward about our own success or attempts at success and if if there's questions about monetization and how much money we've made and what effort it took to get there I'm happy to share and uh you know feel free to find us on most social networks at ghost cult mag at ghost cult mag um <laughs> so yeah just in general for video you know what I I and I also I don't I didn't know everything and I don't know everything but I, I am still learning. I think that's the number one thing is all like everything else, it's ever changing. I probably repeated myself already. And you have to be willing to adapt. So I know, just for example, that a lot of people had like went really hard on TikTok the first year. And now TikTok has made some changes and it's not the same anymore. Or the stuff you did well on one channel like TikTok may not translate so easily to Instagram 
or YouTube, even if it seems the same to you. Like, oh, this feels like reels feels like a TikTok and shorts on YouTube feels like a TikTok, but they are subtly different. And you have to be aware of that. And you might have to prepare for that. Some people, they just mirror all their content across every channel and it just works. But I haven't found that that's true always. And, you know, just, you know, not just from my experience at Ghost Cult Mag, obviously I've mentioned this before. I've been on the show before a few times. I am a social media professional. So I also do this for brands, uh, in, including my current job where they've, they've really have been very, you know, they have some great content on video that, that was made for them, but they're really not up on having it translate to the new, new, as you will see. So I've had yeah. to kind of drag them a little kicking and screaming too. If I could um, just interject briefly, and we can talk about this later when we get to, um, you know, talking about the different channels. But like you said, um, my band has been doing a very intense, well, for us, intense video campaign on all the platforms, uploading every day to TikTok and like not every day exactly, but many, many days to Instagram, YouTube Shorts and Facebook. And the videos are not received the same on every platform for multiple reasons. And we can talk about that later. But yeah, like you said, not the same. And I saw your live performance video and I was stoked. I was so happy to watch it and like it and all that jazz. So very good job there. I, I want to interject really quick. Just I want to give Aaliyah props. She's got like 100K views on one of her videos in like a few days. Just want to say that. That's amazing. And that's, you know. And 5,000 followers. There's a good there. Here's we a have good ten thousand followers on TikTok now. Oh, you got up to ten thousand in the yeah. week now. Yeah, we hit wow. that today. Oh, so that's awesome. So just but, he, but he, it's okay. Here's here's this is a very good point. So TikTok is probably our least successful of these three channels we're going to focus on today. And we did, weren't really trying hard for a long time. I didn't know where to get. I didn't know where we should start. But the reality is. You know, for me, I have a never ending stream of content. All music news is my content. So whatever I want it to be is my content. And when I don't have content, I can still find something. So, you know, a band, I've had people say to me, like, I don't know what to post. Yes, you do. The same thing you would talk about before there was video. What would you talk about on your Facebook? What would you tweet about? The same stuff if you're if you're applying yourself correctly. I will also say it's awesome to have viral success. Don't count on it being viral or staying viral, as we're going to find out as the changes come to the different networks, things that used to work gangbusters or worked once, they may keep working, they may not. Um, you know, so we'll get into that. But here's here's just some quick tips to get started on any channel. You want to make video content, where do I begin? Start now. Start yesterday. Start. Just get started. Uh, you know, there's a great cliche that says perfect is the enemy of good. And perfect is also the enemy of success and going forward. Waiting until a, a colleague of mine is thinking of launching a YouTube interviews channel, similar to some of our stuff at Ghost Cult. And I, you know, this person's been in the business a long time, has tremendous relationships and friendships with bands, and has a lot of stories to tell. So they would be a perfect host. And I want to get my website launched, and I want to do this, and I want to do that first. I, I want to get the right camera. Don't wait. Start your first 10 to 100 pieces of video content are going to be not good. They're going to be mid. They're going to be lacking something. They're going to, you're still trying, you're going to be, it takes a lot of practice, just like you spent practicing your talent and writing songs and playing live and all these things. 
that was the 10,000 hours. Ma Malcolm Gladwell Curtis uh, is a fan of the, the tipping oh, point. Oh yeah, I'm familiar I think. too. So, you know, you got to put that effort out there and it's the same thing with creating any kind of content, but video, especially it's, they're going to not be great at first. And it's, you know, there's so much out there to compare yourself to. It's easy to kind of feel bad, but you shouldn't feel bad. You're just trying to make content to get in the routine of doing it, find out what works, get a rhythm. I always tell people, so the number one thing is start now. The second thing is put together a bunch of content before you post something. So you have stuff you can schedule and plan. So planning is really important. Uh, I'm a big believer in scripts. You know that I do a weekly live stream news show. We used to script it out. I used to shoot it and then we would edit it. And our circumstances changed where we didn't have, I no longer have the camera equipment I used to. It got smashed at a music festival. Much to my dismay, I lost about $5,000 oh worth of gear. Oh my gosh, how awful. Yeah, it, was pretty, it was pretty terrible by somebody in the business that knocked my stuff over and then was a dick about it. Uh, but that's how it goes. And uh, we recovered. And now I'm doing a lot of stuff on webcam. I bought a, a semi, not very fancy, but an okay fancy Logitech webcam that you're seeing me on now. It's not, I used to use my actual DSLR as my webcam. And it was, people were like, wow, your picture is so clear. Cause I had like an actual DSLR as my webcam. And it was amazing. Um, at the same time, you process and move on. I we also didn't have the resources anymore to literally cut ten hours of you know like I would shoot like an hour and a half of footage and cut it down to like a thirty minute show. That's a lot of work for us. When I have other things we need to do, like my interviews that definitely have to get edited, even if they don't have to come out right away. So, you know, we started doing these live streams. So I adapted to live stream. I never did Twitch. Now we're on Twitch. So it's like we're we're things that I used to do. We you have to just be pliable. So that's. Planning, scheduling, scripting, being adaptable. These are all part of the video content journey. Um, and then there's just the basics. Understand the basics of not just video. You don't have you don't have to have the best gear. Uh, I met a guy at a, at a different festival who is one of the most watched YouTubers and interviewers of bands. Concert Pipeline. I'm going to give him a shout out. We're not friends or anything. I just admire the work. And the work ethic I watched, and he literally had a little tripod and his iPhone, whatever the latest iPhone is, and a little portable microphone. And he literally did interviews like that. And they're all, he gets hundreds of thousands of views. Just about every interview he does goes to Loudwire or Blabbermouth as news. So pretty great. Not with all the gear that I have and lug around when I, in my best circumstances. So you don't have to have the best gear. And I, I can always share some resources after the pod. Of, of gear to use. We have our list of gear in a lot of our interviews and, and always encourage people to check out what we use in the past and present for our things. And then just the, the last kind of, you know, like pay attention to the, again, like I mentioned at the top, each network is a little subtly different. So, you know, bear in mind that people watch YouTube on their phone, but they also watch it on their Roku on their TV. And people watch TikToks never endingly like in a constant stream and they repeat. So keep in mind, like the end of your video is also the next thing they see might be the beginning of your video again before they swipe. So it's sort of paying attention to the little details. And those are just some good building blocks overall for any video. And uh, I don't know if you guys have any questions or thoughts or anything you'd like to add to that, but I'm open to listening. Um, one thing I want to add to that, that's um, about the, Sorry. Differences between the platforms is the the people that you reach on like TikTok. 
a lot of times your content isn't going to reach your followers. It's going to reach new people a lot because um, a lot more, I should say, because um, when you open up the app, it's not on your following initially. It's on your For You page initially. So people will see their For You page. So what you want is to get onto their For You page. But yeah, that's something to consider. It's like if your followers aren't seeing your content, that's just because that's the nature of the platform more versus on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, people who follow you are going to see your content. That's my understanding anyway. I don't know about YouTube shorts. Those might also be more um, portable to new audiences. Absolutely. Actually, this is a great point that uh, you know you brought up because the majority of people who see your content are not your subscribers. You have an opportunity to hit your subscribers on some networks with kind of a, you know, you can kind of warm them up that something is coming, tease out a piece of content. For example, if we wanted to create a short from the, like you guys will post your podcast and your video sort of, uh, you know, in sequence. And then if I want to go in and make like remix this video on YouTube or make a short out of it myself and share it on my network, hey, this is coming up uh, on the Heavy Business Podcast. Check me out. Uh, I actually didn't set it up, but I thought I might even record from my phone a little bit of just me talking to you and show that, but I didn't set it up in time correctly like I, I might do normally. But um, maybe next time. Maybe next time. 90 to 97% of the people who see your video, depending on the channel, are brand new to you. Very similar to anybody's website or Bandcamp. You might get repeat when you have something to share when you post to your community page on Bandcamp, just like your community page if you have a YouTube community page or something else. They might know, but a lot of people are brand new to you always. So you have to keep that in mind too. And it should be, again, social media has moved so far away from its initial intent. It should be, you should be able to ping your people on all the networks and alert them, but it's, it doesn't really exist except in a couple of places like YouTube like scheduling a YouTube video to go live instead of just making it live. So those are things. And I'll give those pieces of advice by channel. But yeah, that's a great point. You are really making you and you are trying to grow and capture a new audience every time. And you will only retain a small number of them. So it's wild, right? Like this is exhausting. Why am I, it's not any different than being an unknown band on a bill opening for a successful name band that you're the opening band and the audience does not know you except for a couple of boyfriends and girlfriends and partners and, a, and the friend that carried your guitar case in for you. Hopefully they still paid. And um, you know, you're, it's really, it, I understand that it feels like a challenge. It feels like an uphill climb. Again, you have to just get started and not worry about, I don't have this or I'm missing that. You have to just start. I want to bring up something because um, I know we're already almost halfway done everything. So um, let's talk about descriptions in videos, guys, because um, this is kind of a key point because people can watch your thing, but then if they don't click through to your song or to your album or something, it's kind of a waste of time in a way. I know Aaliyah ran into this. I mean, it wasn't a waste of time for you, obviously, but you guys had first, didn't. No. So actually, um, I forgot to put for the video that went viral initially, I had not put a link in our bio. Yeah. So a ton of comments were like, are you on Spotify? Are you on Apple Music? Are you this? Which, you know, honestly kind of worked to our advantage because it's a lot more uh, yeah. comments on our video, right? Yeah. But um, after like the next morning, I was my my nephew actually texted us and was like, hey, you guys don't have your link in your bio. I was like, Oops. um, But actually, we did see a huge jump. Well, significant. I'll say it was huge to me, but it's significant jump in our Spotify followers 
and streams. I don't know how much that's going to retain, but like, it's still, it's cool. It does, it does translate somewhat. Um, but yeah. So I had a question, Malia. What, what link are you using in your bio right now? I'm using our link tree. Link tree. Okay. Keefe, do you have any uh, tips on what the best kind of link? Like, is Linktree good? Like, I, I don't know. Like, do you know these things? I, I, I yeah. don't know. I still love Linktree. I see a lot of success with it, both for Ghost Call and professionally in my regular day job. But so as I a still... marketer, it doesn't violate, like, you know, click one thing. That's one thing I've always no. wondered. Okay. I mean, you know, the reality is every if you send them to your website, they're still going to have more than one click to get to something else. And so I feel like a link, any kind of Linktree or similar service is just a no-brainer. Uh, okay. I'll try to I'll try to answer Curtis's question from a minute ago across all the channels. So things that do matter, your title matters. You want to, your title should get whatever it is. Talk, be direct. You know, uh, heavy business podcast number what a what a. Keefe from Ghost Cult Mag, you know, Ghost Cult Magazine talks video. To the Curtis point. Immediately has a question. Just I have a question. Okay. I have a question, Mr. Cotter. So. Uh, my question is, do you have any tips on titling things? Like uh, some like some places will do clickbaity type things. And I would like to know from a professional marketer's viewpoint what a band should do. So bands, I, I think clickbait for bands doesn't make a lot of sense unless you have some kind of controversy about you. I interviewed, um, I don't know if you know the band Avoid from Seattle. They're kind of like a, a metalcore punk band. And they're vocalist picked a Twitter beef with Franz from Attila, who is like Curtis's holy grail. I think one of his holy grails to interview as is mine. Oh, he, wait, if he ever comes on here, I'm going to be picking his fucking brain. I can tell you that. Right. You guy's bright. Even if you don't like the music, he's yep. real bright. And yep. uh, so I asked him about it in the interview and he, and he was like, Oh dude, we made that a whole, we built a whole bunch of content around me picking a fight with that guy. Not intentionally at first, but once we did it, we we're like, well, we're not going to run from it. We're going to just lean into it. And keep sharing it and keep retweeting at him and see what happens and tell all our people to go at that, you know, go tag Attila in all our posts. I was like, oh, my God, I don't recommend it. But if you got the stones for that kind of thing and you're willing to take a risk on yourself, go for it. I don't I, I would say this like a, on the news angle for Ghost Cult. I do some not clickbait, but there's phrasing you can use to make people more interested. That also triggers the algorithm on YouTube specifically. And I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, titles, be short and to the point. Uh, I mean, like, there's nothing worse than clicking a clickbait title and having it not actually be something juicy or, like, click clickbait-ish, right? Does what that make what sense? about something like uh, hot hot person sings blah blah or something like that? I see bands do dumb things, shit like that. No. I hate I hate that stuff. You know I. But does it work? It. I'm just asking if does it work. I mean, it might not? it might work initially, but not if you're trying to grow fans. If you're going oh, to yeah, just get attention from if you want to get attention from randos. I mean, like, you know, I'll say this, like uh, one thing about video we're not going to talk a lot about is reaction videos, which I started to do some. They, they they were not very successful. I have kind of like a love hate thing with reaction channels because Same. I feel like they kind of on one hand, they're doing a tremendous service because they get a lot of people interested that normally might not check out bands and videos. But I don't think it's great content in general. And I think there's kind of like a weird thing where like content creators versus journalists is a thing for publicists and labels. So I just saw like uh, a publicist that was on recently. I saw some like their press releases had only 
friends of ours, but reaction channels, just those big ones. And no actual journalist quotes about the albums. So like, okay, I mean, there's some validity to that. We're not going to fix and solve that today, but those also fall under video, right? Shout but I, I, I haven't, shout out to Pedro and Trenches and all those people. I don't, I, I think they're good at what they do and I, I'm, uh, congrats on their success. I haven't been able to work that out for myself. So not sure why. Um, so we don't do too many of them, but I might start doing them as Twitch live streams. Um, but anyway, just so your title matters. Your description matters the most on YouTube and tags and ha hashtags still matter on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. In YouTube? Really? I didn't know. Oh, okay. oh, YouTube shorts, you have to have the hashtags what, YouTube what, shorts and what, shorts feed. What about the regular one, though? Like, a, like something I, like I still heavy use business? Them. Okay. I still use them. I think I you guys get I, I, you know, if you wanted me to critique heavy business, it's YouTube. I don't want to, but like you got your, your titles are good. You could use a little more in the descriptions when you have a and channel. No, it's not. It's you. It's you. You it's made the Curtis. Titles. I do the titles. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I do the titles. But I'm Curtis saying. uploads them to YouTube. So. Yeah. yeah. But Aaliyah makes yeah. the titles. I, I, I share like so for so something that's not Ghost Cult, uh, Nick and I share Glacially Musical and he lets me, he's allowed me admin access to help with the YouTube because it takes one thing away from him and I have my way. I want to do it my way. So look, there's nothing bad. Your your stuff's good. And there's a couple of your episodes have done gangbusters and a couple of them are modest, like every broadcast Most channel, like, like podcasts are you want an even keel. You might get a big surge if you get a big name and they share it and you catch like a little virality. But again, you can't plan to be viral. It just happens. You really can't. You can do things that help your luck, like, you know, work the algorithm and figure out things. So your descriptions are good. They shouldn't be too long. Hashtags still work. And if you have another channel you can tag or a label, like a record label you can tag, you definitely want to tag them. I haven't even thought about any of this shit. Thank you, Keefe. Yeah, well, yeah, no problem. And it, and it's also not intuitive. They don't tell you to do it. Uh, yeah, I had no idea. I didn't I'm going gonna, gonna to interrupt. Here is the part of the podcast where you guys can, somebody can pause it and rewind it and check it out again. Here's three YouTubers who teach content creation, not just YouTube, but specifically YouTube. Uh, VidIQ, which I have an affiliate partnership with, uh, which gives you intel and grades and keyword suggestions and title suggestions and things like that. VidIQ, they also have a YouTube channel that you can watch for free and learn all their stuff. Think Media, which does a great job on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram a little bit. And I'll say for a third one, probably Roberto Blake or Colin and Samir. You can look them up. They're also podcasters. All these people have you know, content places and then your usual stuff, social media today and things like that. But titles important. Them down. Descriptions important. Hashtags still important. Uh, cover images. You guys, because Aliyah's super talented, your cover images have gone next level with the Heavy Business Podcast. I have tried, you're welcome. I have tried to step my game up with our cover images. They do matter for regular YouTube. They're helpful for shorts, but mostly people just see the video immediately. TikTok, the same thing. It's a different experience, right? You can upload like a photo as a cover and then your video or have your sort of what you want to be your featured image at the end when you're building your video in TikTok, right? On the app. Uh, but it's not intuitive. It doesn't let you smack a cover photo on there. And then with Reels, which I will tell you on Instagram, forget about posts. Everything is Reels from right now. I'm not saying it's always going to be that way, but right this second, the Instagram algorithm, it, which is also the Facebook al algorithm, is only favoring reels. 
So you want to just make reels. And if you want to make a post here and there, that's just a plain old post, you can. But reels and lives are what Instagram is pushing. And so Instagram will let you put a custom cover on, not just pick one, you can make one. And I know that it's an, all these things are an extra job. Oh, these things are, it's hard enough to make the video, Keefe. How can I also make, you have to try. You should give it a good try because if you have compelling cover, a, a short distinct title that says exactly what it is, you will succeed at these channels. I have some more thoughts if you if we have time to get a little more granular, but it's yeah, up we to do. Yeah. Uh, before Keefe does, I do want to give another shout out to Aaliyah on her cover making skills because the listening listenings, the listenership has gone up uh, as well since she started doing the covers on Spotify. So yeah, I'm not sure how much they matter on Spotify, but uh, it's, it's still <laughs> I gone think up. the titles might matter, well, matter so, more. You know, but... so he, here's an interesting thing: we both have podcasts that also show, you know, air on YouTube. And we don't, I, I sense that other than occasionally a little bit of ads for our spot, our podcasts that we may put in, we got like a Dirk Verbeeren of Megadeth was like, I'm Dirk Verbeeren of Megadeth and you're listening to the Ghost Cult podcast. I was like, yes, awesome. I haven't worked out advertising on podcasts yet. I'm still, you know, I can come on another time and talk about podcasts, but you also in a way, we have to account for the fact that some people are not watching, they're listening. Sometimes you can also upload Most video to, you can, huh? you can also upload videos with Anchor, which I think we both use to, you can put your videos on Spotify now, but people are not always watching. Sometimes they're just listening. So like with Glacially yeah. Musical, we'll, we'll unbox a, a vinyl and talk about it. And I'm like, Nick, describe what you're holding. <laughs> because no one is what people who are not watching don't know what you're seeing. Look, see? No, they can't see. You have to that tell them. happens so, on YouTube too, because a lot of people have YouTube premium. I'm one of those people. I'll just listen to a video and not watch it all the time. Same, same. I I, I will do that on occasion as well. Not yours. I watch all of yours. Um, uh, yeah, thank you. Especially because they show up on my website as posts. So I definitely watch <laughs> them all. So I know what I'm talking about if I want to say something about it. But uh so, you know, all these things to account for, just taking it back to the band level for a second and away from myself and, and us and things that we have in common. So just really quick, if I have time, I want to just give a couple of bullet points for each channel that I think will be useful for bands. So a few, a, a few things, and in general, the YouTube is becoming very, uh, you know, they're changing. The CEO just stepped down. They have a new one coming in. There's a great podcast uh, that Colin and Samir did with the two heads of YouTube. Specifically, they manage YouTube shorts as a as a tool. And so I got a lot of cool ideas from this interview. It's just the last month or so. Um, one thing about YouTube is YouTube wants to, like they want you to get into what your topic is in the first 15 to 30 seconds. So like the free roll ad that heavy business podcast has that Aaliyah reads is perfect because it says like, this is, you know, it tells a little story, but it is also like, this is a podcast about music business professionals and bands. So it tells you what it is right away in the first minute or less, because the, it actually triggers the algorithm. The title says what it's about and the actual content says what it's about right away. Get right into it. Not a big, Hey, how you doing? And I'm guilty of this every day. Well, what's up everybody. It's Keefe. And blah, 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 blah. You got to not, you got to cut down. I have to cut down and everybody has to cut down the word diarrhea and just get into what the topic is. Go ahead, Curtis. So Great. as an example, just, just to make sure we fully understand this. So instead of going like, hey, I'm Keefe, how's it going? You just be like, I'm here today to talk about YouTube shorts. Like that? You can, you can do, 
you know, hey, everybody, what's up? It's Keithy at GhostCultMan.com. You're watching another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast, and we're here to talk about Benny from Avoid. And we're here to talk. This is the weekly ritual. And we're here to talk about rock and metal news, tour dates, and more. So like, just get into it. You just want to be quicker about getting into it. But okay. your okay. pre-recorded audio is just as good as that also. Um, I know there's some thoughts about like we have shortened our we used to have like a big long intro and we've cut ours down, but I still think they're helpful for branding. I'm a big believer that branding never goes out of style. Um, another thing about YouTube is YouTube particularly is cracking down hella hard on swearing, which sucks because one of my podcasts is beer metal and we're gonna be freaking banned. So here's what I suggest. And again, metal bands podcasters, Twitch streamers, people curse, right? It's just part of life. Everybody's potty mouth. Um, so my salute, it's not a solution, but what my hack is going to be is I think if you don't swear, don't say fricking or fudging or anything, it's still going to pick it up as a swear. How am I going like, to not do this? You're going to try hard to not swear in the first five Even Aaliyah ten- does it. We're both horrible I'm, at this. Like, I, as the first am I. five to 10 minutes, right? Try not to swear. And then I think just in the first five to 10, try really hard not to swear or pseudo swear, as I started calling it. And I know it's going to be impossible, but like they are literally not shadow banning. They're going to, they're down. You get knocked down in the algorithm in how much other people. They heard that. And so, you know. I don't hate YouTube. I love YouTube. I hear you. Um, Hashtags still matter on YouTube, but especially on shorts. Uh, And music issues for YouTube. This is going to be a problem going forward for a lot of bands. So YouTube is the only channel, and Instagram is starting it, where they're starting to kind of not, you know, used to be TikTok, solved the thing immediately by partnering with Spotify. And I don't know, you know, how deep that partnership was, but everybody had cool music in their little dancey videos when TikTok started and now everybody can use if I post a thing, hey, Evanescence's debut album was last weekend and I wrote a, I actually wrote a story about it and then we shared the news of that story on our shorts and I was able to use Bring Me to Life on every channel except YouTube who demonetized the video because YouTube has deals with record labels and they want you to pay a licensing fee now. The long short of it is there's a new thing where YouTube will let you pay them a licensing fee, either per song or like a a subscription service. And the bands set the prices or the record labels with the bands. So of course, like Metallica and Guns N' Roses is very high, like $25 a song, whereas other bands might charge a dollar a song or nothing. Not to interrupt too much, but um, let's get back to the actual bands, like independent bands uploading their stuff to YouTube, it might get demonetized. They're not going to get paid by YouTube. They'll get paid through their distributor instead for the plays I, that it gets. And and I'm talking, yeah, when I talk about monetization, I'm specifically talking about per channel. But I will also say like outside of getting monetized, which there's a whole lot of rules about doing and it takes time to get, took us years to get monetized on a couple of channels now. You know, you should be trying to monetize your music anyway. I I understand. I know that sounds very cold, but that's just my my stance. If you have a band, you should be trying to sell whatever your latest thing is or at least promote your streaming playlist plays. So you really you want to monetize yourself in a way that is a separate from the channel paying you for your content. Right. We can we can talk about that, too. But 
you should like, what am I doing here? Why am I, who would I want to watch this? I subscribe to a lot of channels. I used to play in bands. When I make a piece of content, would I watch this? Would I watch somebody else's thing? So you ask yourself that question as a band person, like is someone going to care about this video that likes my band or that my genre my band is in? These are important questions to ask yourself before you get started, not way later. Um, but yes, I, when I say monetization, I was talking specifically about getting monetized or demonetized by YouTube's platform. You may not care about that. You may be like, I don't care. Uh, actually, it's pretty funny. I know I've listened to at least a couple of pods you guys did with Pedro, where he said, we do not try to get monetized. I don't want money yep. from this, which is a shame because he would make a lot of money if he did, because he's way over the cap for getting paid on YouTube. So it's yeah, it's just bah. hard because I think what they don't want to do that, like, they don't want to have to chop up like their videos, like a lot of reactions have to do. They want to watch yeah. the video all the way through and then have an organic reaction. Right. So that's fair. That. That's it fair. And and I and and there should be a free license. I think one thing I will just add to that really quickly is there should be some some kind of freedom of you know for reaction videos and uh, reaction channels and geek channels that I like to watch. They should they should be able to show bits of movies and videos and things and songs and not get penalized because they are promoting the content and the content creators, not. They're not drawing worship away. Anybody that makes a video about The Last of Us is certainly not taking a dollar away from HBO or the game makers, right? They're helping 100%. promote the thing because they're excited about it. So that makes me, that's also another reason I'm like, eh, reaction channels and reaction videos in general for me, maybe it's just not for me. But that's YouTube in a nutshell. And if I have enough time, I'll give a couple of quick bullet points about TikTok and Instagram. Try to keep I think it to they're, five minutes, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, or less. I'll try to make it. I think they're both very similar, right? You can make the same kind of content for TikTok shorts and reels across those three channels, but they are there are subtle differences. And like I said, TikTok, titles important, hashtags still matter. Well, with TikTok, what do you mean title? Because there's actually no title on TikTok. Well, video. well you, you do get the option to put a title, you know, you're putting body, let's say body. It's copy. like the description, right? The description. So instead okay. of a title, your title is your description. So again, rather than nothing, or ra I've seen a lot of people, they just post videos. And I've seen a lot of people who have at least a little description with a couple of hashtags. That's what we try to do. Sometimes you can tag bands. Now, again, I do music news. So I, anytime Metallica does something, I can tag Metallica. They actually just did their first really big on, on purpose viral TikTok thing. And obviously they've been going viral for decades, but they went viral on TikTok by teasing. They did the duet with me feature on TikTok, one band member at a time playing their brand new single for four straight days. And then on the fifth day, they dropped the track and it was smart as heck. Now for Metallica to get like 2 million views on a TikTok seems kind of small being that they're Metallica, but for a rock band, that's humongous, right? They're not doing a funny dance to a, you know, to marry on a cross by ghost. Right. They're doing yes. their own music no one ever heard before. So it's really cool. Uh, so TikTok, you want to have a short description. You definitely want to have your hashtags and they help you by showing you what the popular hashtags are. You can tag a lot of bands on TikTok. Um, as I mentioned, the cover photo thing is a little interesting because you can either put it at the front, at the back, or just pick a frame. But I always want to have, I do think that people... They just kind of aimlessly doom scroll on TikTok, but also I do think people will see your profile once in a while. And I will shout out a band we're all familiar with that I think is fantastic on TikTok. And I almost like, I think I decided I wanted to interview this band based on their TikTok is Murloc. 
Um, they and again, regular yeah, guys. They're yep, they're good. Re re regular old guys, not trying to be fancy pants. They put out one video at least every day. They try to keep it topical. Sometimes they react to other things, actually comment on other people's things. But generally speaking, they put out fun, cool content every day. And it seems like they're not lacking for ideas. And they're not overly promoting themselves or their own music that much. They're just present. And that's like the number one thing. If you can just be present on some of these socials as a band or an artist, that's all you, that's the best start you can give yourself. Um, that's and my I, I want to point, I wanna point out just one thing about Murloc too. Them doing that also helped our PR campaign because it just really helps spread the word. I just want to point that out. Brand, brand away. All this is brand awareness, word of mouth, the same thing it ever was, just in a different way. I will say TikTok, you want to make the shortest videos you can. So maybe not one second because that's not useful, but you know, 15 to 30 seconds seems to be the sweet spot. Then in a subtle way, let's say I have a piece of content that I want to put on all these channels. I have a, like today I put out my video interview with Ripper Owens, who has a solo EP out produced by Jamie Josta. And so we have our long video on YouTube that's 26, 27 minutes. And then we made like a one minute soundbite with a cover photo and I shared it around. And what's interesting is you could just put it on TikTok and download the TikTok and then just put it everywhere. But the quality tends to go down as you share it around, especially from one platform to another. So I found if I have a short that I want or a short video, I will put it on TikTok and or Snap from TikTok because that video is pretty consistent. Then I'll go put it up natively in Instagram and put the Instagram on YouTube, if that makes any sense. Because a lot of people have an issue. You know, you can take any image and make it into a video with a lot, any number of apps on your phone or even your phone photo editor sometimes has a video option. So people are like, how do I make this into it? If I want to just put an image as a video, is that bad? It's not. But it has to be a video, especially to go to YouTube shorts. It can't, they can't, they don't have the capability to take a photo and just make it a short, which you can do with other social networks. So Instagram is interesting because I feel like they're really, like I said, they're pushing everything toward reels. They didn't give us a choice. They just reels showed up one day and said, reels are the thing, do it now. So I think, you know, it's very inherently interesting. And, uh, you know, both, tick, I think uh, Instagram in particular will let your reels be a little longer, TikTok and Snap have limits. You know, uh, TikTok is definitely uh, instant. Snap is sixty-one. We didn't seconds. really talk about Snapchat. No, there's still a thing. I still use it. I don't. I don't know how valuable it still is, but people are still there. A lot of uh, websites and social networks and other apps use Snap as a verification of you know proof of life. So Snap is still a thing. They're still there. I think they're a lot more diminished than they used to be because TikTok just obliterated them. And then when Instagram and YouTube started doing reels and shorts, that was it. A lot of people went off of Snap. I think there was that moment when Kylie Jenner said, I'm getting off of Snapchat and everybody went with her to whatever the next thing was. Sure, sure. So Snapchat still useful. I still use it, but it's not as prevalent as it used to be. And then so uh, reels really quick. The same stuff that used to, you know, that used to work as a post, obviously the format is different. So you have to learn your, your pixel sizes and image sizes. You can have a cover. You can also still tag accounts as well as tag them in your body copy. Also helpful to trigger the algorithm. The thing to remember about Reels is the algorithm on Instagram, the whole network of Instagram is the same algorithm as Facebook. But interestingly enough, Reels has a lot more traction than your average Facebook post or an old Instagram post. What's interesting is since YouTube started 
going hard on shorts, it seems like the traction is good and you can grow followers with shorts, but the traction per post seems lower. And a lot of people who are monetized before are complaining that the monetization level is going down on YouTube. But Instagram is doing a pilot program where you can get over a certain number of followers. I think we just hit 9,000 followers. So I think the threshold was five to seven, five to 7,000 followers. Meta will actually help. There's a pilot program to monetize your reels on Instagram because like people felt like, well, if TikTok is going to monetize and YouTube has monetization, what's Instagram and Facebook going to do? So I've been getting like 60 to $80 a month on my Instagram reels, just a payments to my PayPal. Like I saw, I said, yes, I sign up. I had nothing else to do except keep making content at the clip I'm making it. And now I'm getting some money from it. So I'm not going to complain. It helps. Anything yeah. helps keep the lights on, but you know, Instagram, Here's an interesting thing that I think all these channels have in common, but it especially stands out with Instagram. You don't really want too much text on an image anymore because in early social media, remember, we used to have all these images with copy all over them, like band flyers. They work because people want to know when the concert dates are, but they don't work as a perfectly good image for uh, video content on, on social media because text on a, on a picture gets you knocked down a little bit. So maybe in that case, if you were going to promote, let's say Aaliyah has a tour coming up, I wish I wish you would. And you could use a picture of one of your band members or all of your band members if you had a really cool vertical of all of you creatively done that wasn't too smushed. And then you could have the next image be your tour dates. So you would that's a way to like hack the algorithm a little bit, uh, especially on Sneaky. Instagram. Well, you have to learn to do all these things. I, you know, I, I didn't want, I didn't want to do any of these. I never wanted to even be in videos to begin with. And I just, it fell to me. And for the longest time, I am still the most dominant interviewer at Ghost Cult. We're finally starting to spread the love around and have other people interview some people. I'm so thrilled. So I don't have to do it all, but it's been, you know, it's been mostly me. So it ended up being me, <laughs> the reluctant front person. And, um, you know, there's a lot of room to grow. And like I said, at the top, you have to be adaptable and you have to start soon. And that's the fastest path to success is just make a bunch of content, understand that it's not going to be your best. You're going to, I looked back even in preparation for this chat at some of the stuff that I did like four years ago or three years ago or two years ago. And we are so much better now than we were. And I still have room to improve because I'm, I'm, I'm too much of this, <laughs> too much, blah, 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 blah. We do need to wrap it up. But I did want to make some co a comment about text on images. Uh, I'm not sure if that really translates to what we've been doing is showing the lyrics on the video um, because it actually engages people more and makes them want to read it. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily uh, um, the same thing that you're talking about, though, with having a lot of text on your image. And TikTok has it in in-app captions that they want you to use also so i'm a big fan of captions especially for your one minute videos so captions and lyric videos are not what i'm what i was referring to those are fine and cool. i encourage them and we we try to do them as much as possible i have an android phone so i know that iphone users got the caption technology first on all the apps and i just recently was able to start doing it on my phone uh, in a lot of places and even the caption quality. I don't know if you notice this, the AI for like Instagram is so far advanced compared to TikTok. They continually like things are just wrong over and over. Instagram corrects them now and remembers nice. my choices like Kifi instead of something else. Uh, 
or ghost cult mag instead of something else. But yeah, no, lyric right, video cool. is good. Captions good. Just text on a solid image, like blocky text. Right, with right. It. And, and also please stop doing everybody in general, stop doing drop shadows on your, your, your like images, your text on your image. Don't also have a drop shadow. It just looks terrible on, on a moving picture. I'm just saying like not in general, but just in, in social media, please stop. I got one, right. one more thing, uh, Aliyah, just really, really quickly, please. Can you quickly just say what video it was of yours that got you uh, your 9,000 followers, just so people can go look? I really want people to look at your channel. You, yeah, Shield of Wings. Oh, Shield of Wings. Um, the video that went viral for us, and we've had a couple other videos take off that were similar format. Um, it was live footage of our show with the lyrics imp- superimposed on top. And that's basically it. It was a clip from our song Native Colossus and something about the lights flashing and the angle it was at, whatever, was somehow it got picked up. And yeah, we now have actually I think we have like a hundred and let me see. Hundred and seventy-seven thousand views on that video right now. In like so, a week. Yeah, and it was uploaded last Sunday. So yeah. I just, I just want people to go look at that because you got 9,000 followers in like one week on yeah. TikTok. So anyway, and sorry. It was un- and it was, it was unintended, but great Unintended, job. but yeah, it, it's just, yes. I want everybody to go look because they, they were at, you started at what, 1,000 followers? Well, I mean, you started zero followers. No, but know. last week, you know what I mean. <laughs> but last week, yeah, we were um, we were at like 1,000 followers. We had just broke 1,000 followers last Sunday. And then we shot up to 7,000 followers and now we're at 10,000 followers. Um, So yeah, just keep it up. I would say, you know, keep posting consistently, try to improve a little bit with every video and yeah, keep it up. Sorry, I had to toot your horn on that because I think it's phenomenal what you did. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Keith. Keithy for coming on. This is a great chat and I hope people learned a lot from it. Um, And until next time, everyone listening, make like a bull and throw those horns up. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by following or subscribing to us, recommending it to your friends, or leaving us a review on your platform of choice. Thank you for listening to Heavy Business, brought to you by C-Squared Music.